Welcome back to Ways to Love Your Money. I'm Elizabeth Dawson. And again, it's going to be a great show. We have a Michael Ekman that's going to be on our show today. Michael Ekman II, I should actually phrase myself. But he has a dynamic um, look at how life will actually pertain to you and that life experiences are probably going to bring you to a better place if you actually get guidance and mentorship. Uh, we call that in our world a lot of coaching. And I think you're going to really enjoy the show, so don't miss it. Are you ready to upgrade your relationship with money? We created a free cheat sheet to help you discover the seven hidden costs sabotaging your financial success and what you can do about it. Click the link below to get your free copy. Well, welcome back to Ways to Love Your Money. I'm Elizabeth Dawson and we have Mr. Michael Ekman here today and he's going to talk to us about his journey and his financial wisdom and basically the company he represents now, which is Adaptive Wealth Partners. So welcome. So glad to, you can make the journey here to us. Absolutely. Thanks for having us on. Well, and I know where we were just kind of starting to get to know each other right from the beginning. Um, it was about, you know, you have a story to tell and it's a journey that brought you to where you were at today. And I know we talked a little bit about life skills, but do you, do you want to kind of talk a little bit about that? Do you want to elaborate a little bit about how your journey got you to this point in time? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've all got a story to tell. We've all got ups and downs in our life. And after high school, I didn't really know what I was going to do. I wanted to work with athletes. So I started coaching football. Um, and then I ended up working and towards my sports medicine degree realized shortly after that, that traveling with a family in the future, six months out of the year, probably wasn't the right fit for me. So I made a change and a lot of people questioned that because it wasn't that I was bad at my, what my choice was it. I was good at it. I just wanted to do something different with my life. And I really wasn't quite sure what it was. So it wasn't a hard change. It took some time. It took about four or five years to make that change. I, in the meantime, had started working at a couple of gyms as a trainer, still working with clients, helping them out physically and mentally achieve what their goals were. And then I got into a family situation where my ex took off with my daughter and I really kind of did this death spiral of self-worth and wasn't sure where I wanted to go still at that point in life, um, made poor choices with my health, my finances, ended up homeless living in my car for six months. And wow. I, through a really good friend, we sat down one day and I coached him previously in, in his life. And we decided that we wanted to focus on one thing, like make your life better by doing one thing each and every day. Because when you're looking from where you want to be now to where you are in the future, you don't necessarily know the route to take with that. And I happened to have a client at the time who was a recruiter for a, a bank. And she mentioned that I probably would want to go and look at this banking side. So I ended up joining JP Morgan Chase, um, kind of got my life really just turned around and started on a foundation. I mean, the first day that I decided I was going to do something better, it was something as simple as waking up and shaving that morning because I had really embraced the homeless mindset of not taking care of myself. And so it started with something simple, worked into working towards my investment licensing when I was with JP Morgan. And then transitioned my career 
as a financial advisor to Edward Jones. And then last August left Edward Jones and started off on my own path with creating a company that I felt didn't have to play the politics for the clients or the partners in the firm that could really do what was in the client's best interest and was adaptive to what the needs were that our clients had. And that's where we came up with the name Adaptive Wealth Partners. So I love it. Love it. Current. Currently, we're just, you know, continuing to work, manage our clients' expectations of wealth management, financial planning, coaching, and coordinating their financial affairs. And we we use our story in working with the clients that we have because we believe that there's no reason for our clients to not know what we've gone through in the past, that mistakes are okay to make. And that you're going to make mistakes on your financial journey and have stuff that's out of your control affect the things that you do from day to day. Well, I think that that's really amazing that you're sharing your story with us as far as what brought you to get to this point. I'm thinking of that Will Smith movie and I cannot put the the name on it, you know, the name of the movie on it, but uh, where he was a you know young man, father, his, son, his son's actually in the movie with him, but went through Wall Street and became one of the biggest you know, names out there. Um, you, you know, speaking of your stories, I think is so amazing because life experience brings us to where we're at today. And now you have a story that you're happy where you have children, you're remarried, you're doing things that, um, you probably wanted all along, but you're in a totally different mindset. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. When the mindset isn't where it needs to be to find success, even as success is staring you in the face, you're never going to be confident enough to take advantage of it. Right. Well, and I think when you show life experiences to the average person who's maybe contemplated or gone through something that you've gone through, you have something to actually relay and um, have in common with them, or or at least say from your experiences, if you really rose from the ashes as you did um, coming back into this world and now trying to do something, which I love the name of the business, Adaptive, because uh, life is about adapting. Uh, we talked a little bit about you loving to coach and you like to actually coach in the financial world too. Do you want to elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, my belief is that, that when we work with a client, I owe it to them to coach at their level. I owe it to them to make it a plan that they can not only believe in, but understand the process. And well, some clients want to hand over the asset management or different pieces of their financial journey for assistance and help with. I think the foundational level is that finances are uncomfortable for most of us to talk about. And Absolutely. I found that those that have more success building wealth in their lifetime are often more open to that. And so that's why I brought the coaching side into my practice is because I've made mistakes. There's, you know, still days where I'm like, what am I going to do for college for one of my kids coming up? And, you know, is the amount of money that I've put away going to be enough? And you still question those things. So I found that by coaching clients to do better mentally on their financial goals in life, not only do we affect change on that side of things, but we start to affect change on the way they think about the rest of their life as well. And we build more positive clients out of it. And our clients come to us as an advocate for the work that we do and share that story to their friends, family members. So it's just this compounding interest idea that we continue to affect the change. And that change can really do great things for generations or even individuals on a whole that 
maybe didn't have that, that step up or that education about money to begin their lives with? Well, from the journey that you've had in life, what would you say your relationship with money is about today? What's the most important thing that you try to convey to people, but also for yourself? How's your relationship with money? I am not a saver. Fortunately, I've been blessed with my wife being an amazing saver. And mm -hmm. so it's, it's that struggle. It's that balance. That's something that I still kind of have to force myself to think about and put at the front of my mind on, am I going to go out and buy this new toy or are we going to spend this on a purchase, right? When we, we look at houses or a car or where my son's going to college, we really have to focus on that. So for me, savings is still a struggle. And I found that when I work with clients, what I often try to do, and this takes back to when I was a personal trainer, is that clients, when I go over their budget, they're always underemphasizing what they're actually spending. Sure. So we always start kind of with just a, a flat level playing field of trying to really take a snapshot of what they're spending money on so that then we can build a budget from there. And I think that building the foundation gives everyone greater flexibility in their life and in the future. Absolutely. Because nobody really wants to pull back the layers of uh, what their spending behavior is or their financial behavior is. And I think that that is uh, sometimes the most uh, important resource to be able to figure out. Well, and a lot of times when you're starting your, your journey, you don't know what questions to ask. Sure. You don't know, you know, I have a saying where you don't know what question to ask until you're faced with forcing to ask that question. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times in this world, you'll get the answer that, well, you should have known because it's here or there. And I'm like, why would we have asked that question to begin with? You know, it doesn't make common sense for, for most people. So why are we, we forced to ask the question? And when we work with our clients and individuals out there in the public, it's always about kind of, like you said, stripping off that layer, one layer at a time, but it's a layer that's got to be built on trust. And Absolutely. you've got to trust that the person that you're kind of revealing yourself to on talking about stuff that you wouldn't talk to family members about or people in the workplace, that they're going to have your best interest and have a fiduciary responsibility of, of taking care of the resources that you've worked so hard for and, and helping improve your situation in the future. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think these are all incredible qualities to have because we're not immune to life, you know, and immune to life happening. But you also mentioned to me, too, that you've got a great coach that is a business coach for you. Do you want to elaborate a little bit on a book that he just wrote? Yeah, I work with uh, primarily two coaches for myself each year. Um, one is Tom Barto, and the other is Dr. Jason Selk. And Dr. Jason Selk's the top sports psychologist and performance coach in the country. Um, he recently wrote a book called um, Relentless Solution Focus. And that book is a life-changing opportunity for people to understand the reason that their mind works the way that it does and understand why we focus on negative things instead of positive things. And even my 13-year-old has, has read this book and you know, we've had to piece by piece it and make it a little bit um, more understandable for a 13 year old. But the question's always there is why, why do we look at negative things in the world instead of focusing on the positive? Why, when we do have a great day at work and we're driving home, do we focus on that one thing that we didn't do well, or we should have said differently, or we could have done better. 
instead of focusing on the other 99 tasks that we did that were great and were amazing. And so understanding how the mind works helps out in all aspects of an individual's life and can affect change for yourself for years down the road. Now, I think that those are all really important pieces. I can't wait to go get a copy of that book myself <laughs> because we can all use great coaching in our lives, great mentors in our lives and live by example. Um, is there a fun fact that you want to share about yourself? I mean, sometimes we like to go into this just to kind of show our personality even a little bit more, but is there a fun fact or something that you'd really like our listeners to know about their relationship with money at this point? Um, for, for me, the fun fact for myself is that I grew up horseback riding, bull riding out in the country. Um, you know, I, I, when my friend talked to me about going into finance, I was like, why, when I can wear shorts and t-shirts to work, would I wear a suit and tie? And, you know, we've ditched the tie in our office, but for me, it's always about putting in the work. And I've realized over the years that by having that foundation of working hard when I was younger, I've taken that to a business level, but we've also got to be smart about the work that we do this smart about right. the choices that we're, we're making and, you know, not focus on work just to get work done, focus on the work that's going to make a difference in our lives. Well, I appreciate you being here. This is a wonderful journey that you've gone through to get to this place to create your own success. And you're sharing that success with other people as well as your family, your children. I love the fact that your 13 year old read this book that is just a, you know, a life-changing experience. I think that's pretty amazing, but, uh, we, we, we love to educate our, our clientele, our, our, our consumer out there watching this. And uh, it's a pleasure to have you here. Sorry we don't have more time, but you know, hopefully we can talk again in the future. And uh, we'll just go on this journey together because this journey called life is sometimes ups and downs, but how do we adapt and how do we change? So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Have you gotten a copy of our book yet? If you haven't, Wealth by Design is available on our website, Elizabeth with an S, Dawson.com. We'd love for you to get a copy today. Well, I think that Michael was a refreshing exposure to what we necessarily don't know about the world of can I come from being homeless? Can I get to this place of success? Can I be transparent with people? Can I relate to them? And I think that's really important because the conversation about money is so vulnerable. And if you've come from something and you've built that, that journey on your, on your foundation, then where can you go from here? There's so many mistakes that people made make, but, um, there's a lot of good things that happen in our lives too. Until we actually have a good friend, give us a hand up, or we have a great mentor or a great coach that actually helps us see something even wider vision, then we can accomplish and do anything. So hopefully you love that show. We'd love to kind of get your feedback on it. Um, there is an audience question. It says, when should I consider seeing a financial professional? I am 23 and have some money saved up. That's a, that's a interesting question because usually someone at 23 is not necessarily ready to go see a financial professional. Um, I don't think it's ever too young to start. Just know this, when it comes to financial planning or saving or you know creating things today, it's not necessarily for just what we're creating for today, it's what we're creating long-term. Every financial decision that you make in your life has a, you know, a positive and a negative. It has a compounding effect if you continue to do it. So saving, saving, saving right now, what I would first say is start with that wish list. Find out exactly what you want your life to look like. If what if your life was totally abundant with money and you had all types of cash flow and you had all these different resources because we are all, we are also blessed with what we have. 
at what point do we want to start saving? Because the younger you start saving, the better it is. Uh, do you think you want to get married one, one day? Do you want to have children? Is uh, your income important to you? So if you become disabled, do I need to have protection? Do I have all the protection components set up? And then what I'm thinking about doing is being speculative with money. It's not just about making money. I was listening to something on the news this morning that, you know, the, the market has done incredible things, but it was incredibly uh, a big downturn last year as well. Um, it's very rare that we have a recovery that quick, but we're now reaching highs that we don't even understand. And, you know, there's, there's consensus with some people that say, oh, no, we're getting ready for a big crash. Then we have the cons consensus over here that says, oh, my gosh, it's going to just be inconsistent. But the, by the end of the year, it's going to be amazing. And next year is going to even be better. We don't know what is the next shoe to drop. But if you don't understand Wall Street, then maybe you need to start looking at other things. Talking to a financial professional, I'd say the first thing to do is pick up a book. Pick up our book, Wealth by Design. We'd love to give you that little formal education of things that are complicated but made simply. But find books. Books are a great resource because they don't tell you in school to, to talk about money. They don't, they don't educate you. They don't do any of these pieces, whether you're in high school or college. They teach you trades or they teach you subjects. And it doesn't necessarily give you the life skills that you're looking for. So I say this, since you didn't have a book when you're reading it through in high school or college, now's the time to pick up those financial education books and get yourself educated about making better financial decisions. And if you feel that you can be disciplined and move forward, then it's time to meet with a financial professional. Hope you liked today's show. It's been a pleasure to have you. Of course, we'd love to get your feedback. Please send us any questions at questions with an S at Elizabeth with an S, Dawson.com. We'd love to get your feedback on the show. We'd like to hear your story. We'd like to hear your question. But again, this is a, you know, Ways to Love Your Money is a money show. It's a respect for money show. We want to create it. We want to enjoy it. We want to have it for retirement. And then we also want it for legacy. So what's your story? We'd love to hear it. Stay tuned. We'll be back next year, next week. <laughs> we'll be back next week with another show. provided in this show is for informational and educational purposes only. This show is not investment advice, nor is it intended to address the financial needs of any particular viewer. The opinions expressed on this show are not intended to be an endorsement of any particular investment strategy or service of any other kind. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned throughout the show. Before acting on information in this show, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular situation and strongly consider seeking advice from a financial advisor.